Welcome to episode 117 of Drew's Sports Crew here on this Sunday afternoon evening here. Myself, Drew Skyberg, bringing you the news in the sports world as always. And before we get started, I have to go through some announcements and to start right talking schedule here. Just previewed a slate of baseball yesterday, a very successful preview of the slate. I felt um, talk through right. I was all over a Brewers Red Stack, and the over under there was oh, 10 and a half. They scored to combine 18 runs in that one. So I was very, very happy to see that. Um, but again, overall, it was a fun day previewing the slate and enjoying the nice weather here in Northeast Wisconsin, right? Um, it feels, you know, really good to be able to say that weather is nice over here in Northeast Wisconsin, more specifically, Wisconsin area. Right in general, um, but otherwise, right. Thank you all for joining here. Um, so, want to get started here, and we're going to be talking through today the Eastern Wisconsin Conference. We'll be going through the playoffs. How has that gone? Right, and whether we're looking at baseball, softball, or girls' soccer, we're going to be looking at those three, highlighting kind of how you know those have gone so far. What teams are still in it? We'll talk about how an EWC C team or C okay an EWC team's season came to the end, came to an end last week. We'll also be talking through baseball. We have a team that won regionals and they'll be talking about in girls soccer more specifically, right? Um, a team that's absolutely dominated so far in their competition. Then we're going to move over. We'll talk the Milwaukee Brewers. How did week 10 go? I talked about yesterday already about how a Brewers red stack was a winner, but the Brewers were also winners too. So on a more, you know, team friendly note, Brewers win. They win again today. I'm recording here after the game on Sunday. And then we have an interesting schedule for week 11. I'll be discussing that later in the episode. So with that, let's get started here. We're going to go right away here to girls softball will start, and we'll start with that EWC. Of course, still will be highlighting those games here. We're going to go to D, D4 on that. We're just going to look kind of what teams have made it there. And we have no updates in D4 in terms of teams that are EWC relevant, but we do know that Iola Scandinavia is your D4 champion in Section 2. So they did make it to state, right? And we're already at that point in softball. We're getting there in baseball. If we go to D3, we'll go over there, and that's where we'll find right now. We had last week, we had New Holstein, right? We talked about this game last week. New Holstein, the one, number one New Holstein, squared off against number three Michigan. That game was at New Holstein. That was last Tuesday. That was at, again, 5 p.m. Michigan won that one, bringing New Holstein's, I'm going to say it, New Holstein's historic season coming down. I mean, it was really a historic season for the New Holstein Huskies, how they performed. The one seed, I talked about that historic run differential. So definitely, you know, a great Incredible season for the New Holstein Huskies. Unfortunate how it ends here, but Michigan wins that one seven to five. Uh, and with that, they squared off against number one Peshtigo. That was at the Orby Jones Sports Complex in Gillette. And Michigan won that one six nothing. Michigan makes it to stay as the three seed. And they did get the two seed then overall in D D three. So Keep that in mind. Congratulations to the, congrats to Mishkot on making it to state here in D3. 
but they were the last, you know, that was the last EWC team left in softball. So the EWC softball season has came to an end. And now we just have state there for that. So congratulations to the softball teams. Uh, we'll be going through all conference teams once I get a hold of that information. Plan to go through it for girls uh, soccer, softball, and baseball. We'll do that all next week on episode 118. So um, looking through it, though, we're going to go next to baseball. We'll talk about what's going on there. The other two seasons, we, the other two sports, we do have some EWC teams left. To start, we're going to go again. We'll go right to Division Two. That's where we'll find Chilton. How did they perform? So originally we were looking, we were like, okay, they're going to be playing Wapaka. And what was interesting here, number one Chilton against number eight Wapaka. Chilton wins two to one, a close one there in that first round. Number eight Wapaka puts up a phenomenal fight there as an eight seed. They also beat number nine Chamoyan Falls 11 to one and six. So it almost feels, you know, Chilton might have got a little unlucky. I feel like Wapaka might have been a little undervalued, and they do get the eight seed. They did get that eight seed, but they put up a fight in that first game against Chilton. Chilton then squares off. They played again the winner of Campbellsport, Fox Valley Lutheran, and the winner of that game was Campbellsport, number five Campbellsport. So Chilton and number five Campbellsport squared off Wednesday, May thirty first at Chilton, and Chilton won that one with ease six nothing. So. Next, we go. They, they win. Re, they win regionals. However, we have now. We have Tuesday, June sixth. Two days from now, or whenever you're listening, Tuesday, June sixth, we have number one Chilton squaring off against number two Wapan at Winnicani High School. This game's at one o'clock. One o'clock on a Tuesday is where we're gonna see Winnicani High School be the host of this matchup between Chilton and Wapan. So monitoring that right now on the top though of this, the winner is going to play a really, really talented number one Denmark team, right? We know Denmark. When you think of Denmark high school, you might, you think of basketball a little bit. You, you for sure think about baseball for sure with Denmark and a tough, you know, they're going to be a tough team to beat. They, but they got to play number two Notre Dame first. There, that game is at ten o'clock at Winnicani on Tuesday. They actually do like double header, double headers, I believe, but they do it all Tuesday, June sixth, the sectionals. So they keep it. They do two games the same day, I thought, or they'll do it. Yeah, because the winner will play at four o'clock. So actually, what's what might, what's going to happen is, you know, Chilton they win. They got to play right after, play a whole another game of baseball. So it's interesting how it works out, but certainly doable for the Chilton Tigers there in division two. So just monitoring them being there. Um, we did have an upset. I also want to touch on that actually wasn't, doesn't really, you know, it, it kind of ties in because well, we have two upsets. I want to talk about, I should add. Um, but the first upset not involving, I would see number eight, Auburndale played number one Coleman. These eight, one matchups have been tough and you, you'll, you'll see where I'm going with this. Number eight, Auburndale beats number one Coleman seven to five. They beat number four Wittenberg Bermanwood eight to five. Currently, number eight Auburndale is playing. They won regionals. They're in the sectional semis. And why this is important is they get the eight seed. They're playing number three Amherst at Shyockton High School. This is this game's also a Tuesday. They're doing doubleheaders there as well. 
right? As that's the standard how they do baseball. They do doubleheaders. So we'll know the state teams by the end of the day, Tuesday, looks like. But where we're going with this, number eight, New Holstein. They play that Lord's Academy co-op we were talking about. They beat them seven to one. Number eight, New Holstein, then it's got to go play number one, Kiwani at Kiwani. This happened last week, last Tuesday. They win this one. They they upset the number one seed, Kiwani, at Kiwani. They win seven to five in 11 innings. They win that one. Then they got to play number four, Mishkot, right? Mishkot, very good team in baseball and softball, right? And in this one, they beat number four, Mishkot. They beat them three to one. So right now we have New Holstein, the eight seed, representing the EWC. They're making it also two sectionals. So we have New Holstein, Chilton, and number two, Kiel. We'll get to that one right now. So we talked Brilliant and Kiel squaring off uh, last week was the matchup. Kiel wins that one, six to three. But then it was either number six, Howard's Grove, or number three, Southern Door. And Southern Door wins that one in five, 15 to five. So we have Southern Door, the three seed, have to go to Kiel to play number two, Kiel. Kiel wins that three nothing. We now have an EWC matchup in the sectional semifinals. Why this is exciting, you know, we have, um, unfortunately, you know, it would have been cooler if, if Chilton ended up being in the same division. What Chilton was on the top, and it was like, okay, three of the four teams are EWC teams in sectionals. That would have been. You got some pretty good odds to have an EWC team make it, but I really like like it here. New Holstein or Kiel, the winner of that one. We for sure have an EWC team in the sectional finals. We could have two EWC teams with it, barring a Chilton win in the sectional finals. So the EWC is holding up very strong in baseball. Very good to see. And that was kind of what I wanted to touch on on the baseball side. Let's go to girls soccer. So going to girls soccer, we'll talk about what's going on with number one Kiel. We'll talk about how the other teams are doing as well, but um, let's actually go through the matchups first. Like that, have, that have all happened. So we'll start down in in the bracket, sectional two, division four, down the bottom right. We had Valders. We talked about against Lords Academy Valley Christian that co-op again. Uh, Valley Christian Lords Academy that co-op wins six nothing. Then they play the winner of New Holstein Sturgeon Bay where. New Holstein, the 10 seed, they upset. What's up with New Holstein upsets here in base or in baseball and girls soccer? Number 10, New Holstein wins. They up get their second upset. Number they beat number seven Sturgeon Bay one nothing, and then Lords Academy Valley Christian unfortunately ends their season four nothing win for them. But then we also had again Ron Colley. They unfortunately lost ten nothing to Howard's Grove, the three seed. And then Howard's Grove played Elkhart Lake Lambula. And then that game actually ended in a shootout. Um, so noting that. Then we have to talk about what's going on with Kiel up in the top right. So Kiel, right? We talked they scared they they squared off first against Clintonville. I have the final here as 15-0 is what that was reported. So um Kiel wins 15-0 in girls soccer. In that first round, then they play number eight St. Mary Catholic. They win that one ten nothing. So so far, Kiel has outscored their opponents twenty five to nothing in girls soccer. Yep, I I, I read those right. So um, talk about you know a stat of the week. There you go. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing else to say about that. That's crazy. Um, but having number one Kiel now 
They're squaring off against number five Sheboygan Lutheran Sheboygan Christian, another co-op. And this game will be held at Keel. This is this Thursday, though, right? I mean, Keel's busy. They got Tuesday. They got baseball sectionals. And Thursday, now they got at Keel. Seven o'clock is this one. So it's a one versus five game. The winner of that game is going to be playing at St. Mary Catholic against either Elkhart Lake Glambula or Lord, yeah, the Elkhart Lake Glambula or Lords Academy Valley Christian. So monitoring that for girls soccer. And then we're also just kind of taking a peek, looking at where Sheboygan Falls has ended up too. Uh, they their season unfortunately ends as number eleven Denmark beat number six Sheboygan Falls. They beat them two to one. So there's your update on your EWC teams in the spring sports. Again, we want to wish New Holstein and Chilton and Keel good luck there for the sectional semis for baseball. And then we also want to wish Keel good luck in girls soccer as well. Hopefully they can represent the or they they have represented the EWC well and will continue, but hopefully they can move forward with those games, get some wins and represent the EWC at the state tournament level. Right. So that's going to wrap it up here for the EWC talk on this part of the, on this part of the episode. Thank you to right WIAA Wisconsin. They're providing all the insight for this, those tournament brackets. You can check those out on their site, but now let's move to the Milwaukee Brewers. Talk about what's going on. The prediction challenge, of course, um, and I had actually someone in, or point out to me that I, they say I I choose the Brewers to win win game one on the road a lot. Well, again, I talk about the intuition behind making a prediction challenge and making game by game predictions. It's not as easy as saying, oh, like look, it's not patterns. I promise you, it's not patterns. A lot of what you're doing is looking at matchups, looking at how these teams perform. I mean, it, there's a lot of in depth stuff. I look at, and that's where I, 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 I sometimes have instances where I'll predict like oh, the Brewers take two out of three, but I have like the game's different, you know. And some of that comes actually with um, pitchers being moved around. I mean, pitchers actually moved around some days. I make it at the start of the week because that's what I see right now, rotation wise. You know, pro- projected starting rotation probables, right? And fortunately, things get moved around, kind of ruins how the the prediction challenge might look, but. So far, so good. You know, with with the Reds' prediction challenge, I had them winning the series, and they've already done that. They've already clinched three or four. So, um, talking through the week eleven, right? So, like week ten prediction challenge for me was a success. Um, I did personally think the Brewers were going to score more runs in Toronto, but that was not the case. I knew in Cincy they were going to score some runs. They've scored five runs game one, ten runs game two. Five runs game three. So, so far, so good. And also, I liked projected starter. I, you know, prediction challenge for week 10 was great. Now, looking week 11, um, or we got to look at that. Um, and we're trying to monitor, you know, what are the matchups looking like? And just had a listener come in, um, wondering what's wrong with the Padres, right? We're previewing Brewers here, but I'd love to walk you through. Um, they're, actually being one of the most unluckiest teams right now. I think big thing too is runners in scoring position is what we're seeing where we're seeing the, a team like the San Diego Padres just get on. Like, I mean, there's no other way to put it. They're, they're getting unlucky. Um, obviously there's some 
things that are also going on, like Alexander Bogarts was playing through a wrist injury. Um, you know, Juanso has been a monster, but Bogarts has been hurt. And he's play, been playing hurt. Harvish looks good. There's just, you know, I personally just feel it's a lot of, you know, it's baseball, right? I, for lack of a better, you know, reasoning, it's baseball where um, they're just in the, a funk right now. The Brewers, the, for example, you know, to relate back to the Brewers, Brewers currently lead Major League Baseball with players on the IL right now. You know, they have 14 players right now on the IL. So, it's baseball, but though I mean it's unfortunate, and we want all those guys back. You know, think of like Willie Adamas being a big one, right? But um, just things like that have really thrown off, um, thrown off some teams, and it's a long season. I do think the Padres will turn it around. I still think they have a pretty good shot to win that division too. I do like I have them as a wild card team right now in my long term rankings, but no, I still think that I think that team is. They're just a good run away from turning around like St. Louis was. So just a little bit on the Padres there. I hope that answered your question there. Um, but going back to you know, more of the Brewers, I was hitting right on it with the injuries. It, it's been a concern for this team. Like having just every, you know, just some bad luck is being involved with this team. Uh, I think of you know, injuries. Right, We talked about the Adamas thing. We're wishing him the best. Homer's on his rehab assignment today, so. That was good to see, uh, but now it's like we, we need guys from AAA to step up, right? John Singleton comes up big leagues first time since 2015. Oh, that, That's been phenomenal. And then also think about what Andrew Monasterio has done for this team, right? I mean, I know, unfortunately, he has to exit on Sunday today, but he hits a three-run home run before he exits. So far, he's six for 16, and he's looked, he's looked great. Perkins hits a grand slam on Saturday. I mean, like, these are things that talk about things that start going your way, you know, which for like, again, going back to the Padres, things haven't for the Brewers, you know, on another note have things are starting to go their way as well. So I'm really happy to see that. And then also I got to shout out my guy, Owen Miller. I haven't even talked about him yet. Um, He's, he's been the real deal. You know, there's no other way to put it right now. You know, if, we say if he keeps playing like this, he's going to be in the all-star game in a month and a half. He's going to be, he's been the Brewers most consistent hitter all season. He's already up to eight steals. He's got 45 hits already on the season. OPS of 833. Uh, Statcast hates him, right? I, I, you know, I know a lot of the analysts are going to point to this isn't sustainable. Uh, the exit velo numbers are too low. He doesn't hit the ball hard enough. I've, I've heard it all. Trust me. Uh, but, what we're actually look what we're looking at with um with Owen Miller where okay, you know, the, the expected batting average is eighty first percentile. You know, he's putting the ball in play. K percentage, eighty five percent, whiff percentage, eighty six percent. He's not swinging pitches outside the strike zone and he's and he's putting the ball in play. I mean, like that's kind of what we're looking at where also the the defense has been great, the outs above average has been, the sprint speed speed's been great. His stat cast numbers look interesting, but I think they're I don't think they tell the whole picture with a guy like Owen Miller. And I think with that has been really, really powerful for him. K percentage 16 per or 15.6 percent this season, right? For an offense that has a lot of swing and miss in it. Miller's been this guy where you know I'm gonna put the ball in play. I'm gonna give give myself a shot. I got the speed to make to beat some of these plays out. And that's why I think Miller's getting underlooked right now even like a fantasy side, 
So I think you ride the hot hand with him. Um, I obviously I don't expect an OPS over, like I don't expect his current numbers to reflect a full season. But just on a note with Owen Miller, I think you know I think a batting average of maybe even 300 sustainable. I think an OPS of 750, 700 is sustainable for a guy like Owen Miller. So um, I do think he's been, right. He's been the difference for this team so far. And it's going to be tough to get Luis Arias in that lineup when Adamas and, you know, I mean him and he's back. I'm worried about Bryce Terang um, potentially taking a seat. Just there's too much swing and miss right now. Um, ball's not being put in play. Um, He's making a difference out there defensively, but offensively, he's not. He has not been the answer so far. Weimer's still hitting the ball hard, so I'm still I'm I'm optimistic on Weimer. But basically, my sum of the week offensively is continue to ride the hot hand with Owen Miller. You got to keep doing that, uh, and then we're hoping Ruff gets back and and is is all all is well with him because um, that was a scary incident on Friday, I believe it was Friday, and then. We're looking at Miller, you know, Monasterio, Perkins. These guys need to continue to step up. Hopefully Singleton too. Because I'm we just need those like those kinds of guys. Just step up right now. You know, a good few weeks from them, and then we just need to start getting guys back. Um Woodruff was moved to the 60 day day IL. I know, I'm worried. Um he was my dark horse for Cy Young. And when he was out there, he only gave up a total of one earned run. This year with 12 strikeouts at 11 and a third innings. I'm, I'm worried. When's Woodruff coming back? I haven't seen any updates yet. I'm just remaining optimistic though. Um, Lauer Miley, I expect back not this week, but week 12 in the prediction challenge. Um, I expect to have them in my probables. So I'm monitoring that. Colin Ray, you know, yesterday was tough conditions, but I really think Ray's a five year eight guy. You know, I think he's he's good enough where he's gonna actually limit some some contact here, but you know, he I think he's more around league average, you know, um, for this rotation. Uh, but I do want to give credit where credit's due. I've been I've been tough on Adrian Hauser so far this year, um, really ever since that twenty twenty one great second half he had. Um, was really happy with how he did, but his twenty twenty two was just injury riddled. Uh, numbers weren't good. Um, also, I just I find his pitch pitch selection pretty interesting too. I mean, his sinker was has been on fire. You know, it's been pheno- a phenomenal pitch. It worked today in Cincinnati, but the amount of times, you know, I just feel being a right-handed hitter. I was just watching the game today. If you watch, like first pitch is, is usually a two-seamer sinker inside. You know, it's the right-handed hitter, and it, it's pretty interesting to watch. Like just seeing it over and over again, first pitch. Um, he's it actually worked in his favor. He's getting he's getting swings on it right away. People were pouncing on it, but right into the ground it went. So really good to see from Hauser when a sinker's working like that. You know it's coming, but you still hit it on the ground. It was kind of what we want to see from see from Hauser. So on the Brewers side, I'm really happy to see what we saw from that. And then Williams Williams will will be with the Brewers in the All Star game. Right, he'll be at All Star weekend. Um, it's a lock at this point with how he's performed. Looks phenomenal out there. Um, and guys like Piomps and Wilson are arguably deserving. I mean, I'm I don't think they'll get in, but 
listen to this. Wilson is so underrated right now. Wilson right now is at 31 to third innings pitched. For reference, guys, you know, like, I know Lauer's now missed some time, same with Miley, but 41, 42 innings are there at Wilson's at 31 and third, 2.3 ERA right now. He's not obviously going to probably, with three saves, he's been a utility guy. Probably not going to get any recognition at the All Star game, but we're at the point where he deserves it. Piomps also does. And I just want to highlight both those guys, you know, how good they've been. Also, I haven't even talked about the guy yet, Julio Tehran. He's been phenomenal. Right, I mean, he should have been my headliner for the pitchers. 0.82 ERA. The swing and miss stuff is is kind of there right now. Um, and when I say kind of, although it's a poor five strikeouts and 11 innings, he has gotten some decent whiffs. Um, but really, forcing soft contact, guys like him and Hauser have really benefited from that. And I guess also on the position player side, um, I did want to touch on a few more guys. We want to see Talais get going again. Haven't seen some home runs from him in a while. Then also Yelich is quietly hitting above average. You know, um, from a war perspective too, he's number two on the team, 1.3 war. He actually has. So the trivia would be who is the highest war on the team? Devin Williams is number one. I have, you know, there's your trivia for that, but the highest position player war on the team. Christian Yelich, 1.3. And then Contreras at 1.2. Owen Miller at 1.1. So I just find that interesting. Corbin Birds is actually number 12.6 war. Bryce Wilson's ahead of him by 0.1 war. Wins above replacement is that metric again. That stat. So just to find that interesting. That was kind of my report on the Brewers. I'm not going to pencil in an exact record, but here's your schedule. I ranted about the schedule last week. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, four-game set against the Reds. I think that's a terrible Friday through Monday. Oh, well, they have to get the game in. 6.10 p.m. first pitch tomorrow night in Cincinnati. Then the Brewers head back home. 6.40 p.m. on a Tuesday night, they play the Orioles. I will be in attendance at that one. I will be there cheering on the Brewers against the Orioles. Then there's 6.40 p.m. Wednesday June 7th and that game that is pride night. So you get a, you get a pride t-shirt. Make make sure I'm reading this right. You get a Brewers pride t-shirt. It's a special ticket package though. So um, it's not a giveaway um, for first 30,000. You have to get an actually a special ticket package. Then you'll get the shirt. So keep that in mind on Wednesday for pride night. Thursday, June 8th. We have. It's just kids and senior discount day. So you get 50% off tickets on that one. Um, then we go to Friday. It does not say it on here, but it is Marquette night. I did in fact confirm that it's Marquette night. I will be there. Uh, Marquette basketball night. I should add. So if you're interested tickets, Friday night athletics, I, and then Saturday Brewer city connect flag first 30,000. That's the giveaway. Um, that's guaranteed for everyone this week. And um, then Sunday, right? It's your classic Sunday fun day. I've, I've talked about it. From I've promoted a lot. Um, not sponsored with that. With that, I just I think it's just such a great deal. Um, you get four Terrace Outfield tickets, four Junior hot dogs, four Junior sodas, one general parking pass for fifty nine dollars. If you add all those things together separately, it's more than fifty nine dollars. I promise you that. So your giveaways today, or your giveaways this week. 
right? You have your pride, you get the pride shirt on Wednesday, but that's a ticket package, um, additional community night ticket package. It's called. And then you get on Saturday, the city connect flag. So those are your two giveaways this week. Keep those in mind when you're going to the ball game. And then I, like I said, I'm going to give my prediction on it. It'll be up tomorrow. So you'll see it tomorrow morning on that, but that's all I have here. And again, this is episode 117, episode 118. Like I said, you're going to have, um, we're going to be going through some EWZ all conference teams on the high school side and then moving forward. I, w- I was going to talk some bucks in here. It's just, I feel we need more information still uh, on the, the coaching, the coaching hire with, with Adrian Griffin. It was leaked a little bit about 4 million being around the yearly salary for him. But um, I need, I, I just need more reports where I can just confidently report it. It's just not for me right now. I'm not getting enough information where I feel I can say for exact what's happening. Um, we still have like a press conference or anything. So I'm, I'm waiting. Maybe they wait until the finals wraps up, but I think we should wait until we get some more information. So I want to include that next week. If I have the chance to, right. If it's available. So we'll talk Brewers week 12 next week as well. Uh, Journey a million this Wednesday around like 4:45 be episode live for you all to check out. We had a dynasty draft last week. We would love to share about with you all. Then this Saturday, I'm previewing another slate of MLB DFS this Saturday morning. Check it out. I'll have it right. You'll be all scheduled on YouTube. Check out Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at drew sports crew, and then drew sports crew on YouTube and Facebook. That's gonna wrap it up here. For myself, Drew Skyberg, here on this Sunday afternoon evening. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Drew Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you.